Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here at the Steel Curtain Network and Fans First Sports Network. Gosh, it is great. Football is back. I cannot believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers play tonight. That's right, Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. The Steelers are already down in Tampa Bay. They're getting ready to play the Buccaneers. That's right, Baker Mayfield. Everyone's favorite faker, Faker Mayfield, or as I like to call him, Baker Mayfield sucks. So simplify things. That's who the Steelers face tonight, 7 p.m. Now, if you're wondering, I'll get this out of the way right out of the gate. How do I watch the game? Like, well, what do I got to do? Well, it's not on national television, so you're not going to see it on ABC, NBC, CBS, ESPN, or NFL Network. You're going to have to get NFL Plus or wait until the NFL Network re-airs the game. They do show all of the games in their entirety, but it's not live. Uh, I'm actually okay with that, by the way. Let me get this out of the way. I did the whole week one preseason schedule. You can go to fansforsports.com. You'll see the article. It's got every single game from last night. There were two games last night, a slate of games Friday, a slate of games Saturday, and two games on Sunday. And I was figuring it out, and there were a lot of games, you know, 7 p.m. NFL Network, then 10 p.m. NFL Network. I'll never forget that they will pan away from games, and this has happened to the Steelers on more than one occasion. It's really infuriating when you're trying to – watch a game, cover a game, and all of a sudden they go away from it. So I'm okay with it. I'll pay for the I'll pay the seven dollars, get the NFL plus uh subscription for a month, and then I'm just gonna cancel it and move on with my life as I've already gotten the Sunday ticket. So seven o'clock, make sure you check out Steel Curtain Network all day on Friday. We're gonna have everything from how to watch early in the morning so that you can tune tune in, whether it's on the radio, locally, uh, also streaming, all that good stuff. We'll have that for you as well as uh, we'll have some open threads for those that want to communicate with one another in that uh, environment. We'll see how that goes. This is a new season for us. We'll talk about that a little bit later. What are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to update some camp news, basically update seven shots after Thursday's practice. I'm sorry, Wednesday's practice. They did not practice on Thursday. They were traveling down to Florida. And then we're going to talk about keys to victory and then five players that I don't want to see play on Friday night before we get Jeremy Drone bets in here in the second half with the all bets are off segment. So seven shots update. The Pittsburgh Steelers offense could have tied it up. It was four to five. Offense was trailing the defense. And then, well, on Wednesday, the defense stood tall and won four to three. Therefore, the offense now trails by two. Offense has won four times. The defense has won six. I love keeping track of this. It's just a good way to kind of give me some type of barometer to see where things are between the offense and the defense. Speaking of offense and defense, something that we'll always do, is we're going to have offensive keys to victory, defensive keys to victory. Is winning in the preseason, does it matter? No. I do say this is my own personal preference. I want them to win one game. I don't even remember what the exact stat is, but there is some ridiculous statistic out there that says that if a team goes winless in the preseason, or maybe this has been debunked since then, I don't know. But if a team goes winless in the preseason, they've never made the playoffs. So just win one game. After they win one game, I really don't care if they win anymore. I do think that winning in the preseason helps get a little bit of confidence going for a young team. They have some success. That's important, but that's more important. Uh, you know, That's not necessarily on the, the win and loss record in the preseason. So keys to victory, 
Yeah, like, it's, it's what we want to see. So let's start on the offensive side of the ball because that's where I always start on the offensive side of the ball. First things first, protect the football. I don't care who's a quarterback, who's at the running, who's running back position. Don't turn the ball over. Like nothing good comes from turnovers, so just don't do it. Don't turn it over. So number one, protect the ball. Number two, I want to see the Steelers run the football. Typically in the preseason, a lot of times they kind of go through these installs where they have like little things together. They've got packages they want to run, the the, the offense, offensive line as a starting group, all that stuff. It's all there. I want to see them be able to run the ball effectively. Let's see some outside zone as well as inside zone. I don't want to see just the same old standard stuff. I'm not expecting them to open up the full playbook either. Let's get that out of the way. But I want to see them run the ball effectively. Let's get that average like over four yards per carry. That would be good to see. And also, I want to see them win in critical areas. So we're talking about third downs. We're talking about red zone. The places where at times last season the Steelers struggled. Whether it was Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, doesn't matter. They struggled at times in those areas, so I want to see them improve. Let's go over those three keys again. Protect the ball, run the rock, and then win in those very specific areas. Third downs, red zone, fourth down conversion. You know what I'm talking about. Let's go to the defensive side. Number one, stop the run. You got to stop the run. There was nothing more demoralizing. I think it was two years ago and the Steelers had one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. And it was just watching them get picked apart every single game. They just couldn't stop the run. Couldn't stop the run. It was it was demoralizing. That's all you can say. So stop the run. I don't care if it's some fourth or fifth string defensive lineman. Stand tall. Do your job. Stop the run. The second thing I want to see is I want to see the Steelers, and especially from their depth even, get after the quarterback. I, I, I'm i going to get to some players, five players that I don't even want to see on the field Friday night. One of these guys is a pass rusher, but I don't care if, it, you know, Nick Herbig. Uh, I want to see, especially like a Quincy Roche, get after the quarterback. Defensive lineman, get after the quarterback. How cool would it be to see Keanu Benton getting after the cornerback? So I want to see them pressuring the quarterback, quarterback hits, sacks, hurries, those are the things I'm going to be gauging on the defensive side of the football. And then just like on offense, I want to see the defense stand tall on winnable downs and distances. Third down is third down in particular. One thing that is really tough to watch outside of getting gashed by the run are those third and longs that you're giving up. I want to see the Steelers have, and, and this is something we have to keep in mind, folks, on offense, very young unit. Defense, secondary is going to be a lot of, players that have not played together. So expect some miscommunications. If you see some breakdowns, don't freak out. It's early in the process. This is their first time playing in someone that is not wearing the same color jersey. So I think that's really important to note. But the defensive keys to go over those real quick, stop the run, get after the quarterback, and then win on third downs especially. Hey, red zone, bend, don't break. That's what you got to do as well. All right, so let's talk about five players. Five players I don't want the Steelers to play. Mike Tomlin he came out on Wednesday, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, one of the days he had his press conference, and he said that everyone that is healthy will play. All right, so in, to use a Tomlinism, that's, that's painting with a broad brush. So there's a lot of players that are healthy that I don't want to see them play at all. There's five of them, to be specific, and all of them have a different reason for why I don't want them to play. And you may have a different mindset with this. You may say, I want them to play. I want all these guys to play because they need to get the rust off. I agree with you, just not in week one. So let's start off with that obvious one, the captain, defensive captain, team captain, Cam Hayward. There's nothing I need to see from Cam Hayward. Nothing. 
And when I think about who he's playing with alongside, whether it's Alex Highsmith, whether that is maybe Montrevious Adams, he has experience there. So I don't need Cam Hayward to even be out there. Cam, if you want to wear your uniform, go for it. That's fine. But you can put on your bucket hat, or as Sean Payton called it, uh, the uh, the Gilligan hat <laughs> from Gilligan's Island. I don't care. Just don't. No, I don't need Cam Hayward suffering some type of injury. It's going to linger into the regular season. The next player is TJ Watt. And now TJ Watt's a gamer. TJ Watt's a very co- competitive guy. I get that TJ Watt's probably going to want to play. He's probably just tromping at the bit to finally go out there and hit someone that's not wearing a black and gold jersey. I get it. TJ, let's go back to last season. Last preseason, the final preseason game against the Detroit Lions at Acroshore Stadium. It was TJ Hawkinson, I believe, who went low on him. It's a standard block for a tight end on he's sealing off the backside. And TJ Watt got rolled up on and his knee got kind of twisted and he limped off the field and everyone thought, oh, great, here we go. And then it kind of got, well, he's fine. And he played in week one. But let's not forget, too, that he had that knee cleaned up when he was on injured reserve after partially tearing his pectoral muscle in that week one game against the Cincinnati Bengals. So let's also not pretend like these games, that even a very small number of repetitions could equate to some nagging injury. I don't need to see TJ Watt. Have him on the sideline and bubble wrap. Don't let him on the sideline at all. I don't care. I don't need to see TJ Watt at all. Next is Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick is healthy, and I did already speak to the the secondary being very young and also the secondary having a lot of maybe communication issues, whether, whether you're talking about Patrick Peterson, Levi Wallace with an upgraded, uh, you know, his role on the team. You talk about Joey Porter Jr. as a rookie. It doesn't matter. Chandon Sullivan's new. You have these people that are like the leaders of that back end, and that's Minka Fitzpatrick, but I don't need to see him. He did not practice for a week based on the fact that he was dealing with a family emergency or issue. Let the guy rest. Let him get back acclimated to football. We don't need to see not Minka Fitzpatrick in week one of the preseason. Again, just like Cam and TJ, keep him off on the sideline. Now, there's only one offensive player that made my list, and that's Najee Harris. I understand that a lot of people are going to say, well, Najee Harris is is a guy that he could use the repetitions, and he started off slow last year. He's also hurt last season at the beginning of the season. So keep that in the back of your mind when you speak about Najee Harris in a negative way. He did turn it around the second half of the season, but I want to make something clear about Najee Harris. He is still the workhorse back, and if they need, if they want him, To be that workhorse back, they need him to be healthy. So for Najee Harris, I don't need to see him in this game. He said openly to the media, if Tomlin wants him to play, he will. If he wants him to sit, he'll rest. That's fine. Coach T, rest him. Steelers don't need it. Now, the rest of the offense, I do think they need to get out there. I thought about putting Isaac Samalo on this list. I chose not to because, well, he's brand new. I don't want him to play a lot. But get him out there and get him a few reps next to Mason Cole. You know, He's next to probably Dan Moore Jr., let him out there and get used to that that environment with his new teammates. I think that's important. Kenny Pickett obviously needs to play a lot. No, but he needs to play. Najee Harris is the only offensive player, because most of the offensive players are still very healthy, that I even don't want to see him. Last player. The last player I don't want to see uh, is DeMonte KZ. And this is based on the fact that he's coming off of an injury. He injured his ankle early in training camp. He's been nursing it. They said he's getting close. I don't even want to see him dress. He's going to be a big part of this, and I could even put a slash and have Keanu Neal in this same category because Keanu Neal's also been banged up, and he's just now returning to practice. When you get players that are just returning to practice, could they play in a regular season game? 
Probably. Does that mean you put them out there in a preseason game? No. No, you don't. You let them get to as close to 100% as physically possible before you say, okay, guys, now's when we're going to get you out there and we're going to see what you got. So in my personal opinion, the five players I don't want to see the Steelers play at all against Tampa Bay, keep them on the sideline, let them talk to Missy Matthews or whoever is the sideline reporter this year. They don't need to sniff the field and they'll be fine. Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, Najee Harris, and DeMonte KZ based on his injury. And I'll even throw in Keanu Neal there. I do think there's a lot of people that you might be thinking in your head could be on this list. But for me, it comes down to what is the risk reward? So you think about someone like Pat Fryermuth. I don't, I, I want him to play. I just don't want him to play that much. Uh, Kenny Pickett, same. You got to get him out there. He's got to get, he's only a second year quarterback. You got to get this guy some repetitions, some real life repetitions with the Steelers not having a joint practice. I talked about this on other podcasts. Without them having a joint practice, a lot of pressure is going to come on them to, to get their players acclimated and ready in a preseason setting. So we'll see how that goes. All right, I'm going to ask a lot of questions to Jeremy Jerome Betts. We're going to hear about his trip to training camp in Latrobe last weekend. He saw a padded practice, unlike Coach KT Smith, who you heard from on Wednesday. And I want to get pick his brain about what he's expecting and what he's looking for in this preseason game. We'll be talking about all that coming up right after this break, and stay tuned to the very end for a very special Heart to Heart. We will be right back. Steeler fans, welcome back to the second half. It is the Friday show, second half. You know what that means. It's time for the All Bets Are Off segment with Jeremy Jerome Betts. What's up, Jeremy? How's it going? It's going great. We got a Steelers game tonight. I'm excited. I'm going to have to listen to it on the radio, but uh, that's okay. It's going to be fun. Hey, listening to a preseason game is basically the equivalent of watching one anyways because it's about the same (laughs) excitement level. But still, the last time we talked, last Friday, you were gearing up for your trip up to Latrobe, Pennsylvania, to St. Vincent College. It was your first time going. I know you did a whole podcast this Tuesday on the Steelers Fix about your trip up, but man, just tell our listeners, uh, the Ride or Die crew that maybe have never been there, like, what was it like? Uh, what, what was the, the campus itself? Let's start there. Yeah, man. As they say, it's a total vibe. <laughs> it is awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. And um, you you arrive, and it's just hundreds of Steelers fans already waiting in line at nine o'clock in the morning for a two o'clock practice. And, um, at the campus opens at 11, you get to go in, kind of work your way through all the different things that they have for fans to engage with, whether that's like the kids zone where they, uh, catch footballs, throw footballs and whatnot. And then you've got obviously like your pro shop where everybody spends all their money, uh, on Steelers gear, memorabilia, whatever you want to get, I mean, they had some cool stuff there. I'm not going to lie; it was tempting to purchase a, a, as much as uh, as much as I wanted to, and uh, I was able to control myself to just a hat, which which is great. But uh, got the new Steelers sideline hat; it was great. Uh, but as far as training camp goes, you're talking about uh, just fans excited to see these guys in action, and yeah. whether that's a practice, whether it's gearing up for a game, uh, it, it's just so fun to watch and. We knew the pads were on. 
it, they were going to be popping. They were going to be hitting. I know uh, on your Wednesday show, you talked with coach Kevin Smith and, mm-hmm. and he wasn't able to see that uh, the pads. So I uh, very lucky to, to be able to see that it was a lot of fun. Um, I guess my biggest takeaway would be the offense is on the rise and it's, it's got the potential of a unit to be very good this year and, and not, maybe not great. You're not probably looking at them as a top five offense, obviously, top but 10? it's got top 10 potential. I really do Ooh. believe that, especially Ooh. when you're talking efficiency metrics like DVOA uh-huh. and EPA per play, this team has a good shot and it's, it's a lot of it has to do up front. Very excited at the Steelers. Uh, additions to the offensive line this year looks like it's going to work and the team's really really rocking and rolling in practice it's a it's a singular unit across all three phases offense defense special teams and these guys are ready to roll now there's a uh i'll call it a movement okay there's a movement on steelers twitter that there's a group of individuals and i'm not saying that i'm a part of this but they're more concerned about the steelers defense this year than they are the offense they think that the offense is, like you said, trending in the right direction. The arrows pointing up. They, they they feel like you know, hey, this is a pretty good unit that they're going to be improving. But it's the defense, mainly the secondary, that they have serious concerns. Was there anything at training camp that you saw that echoed that sentiment of this movement? Well, first off, I think that that's an an expectation based thought process. Yeah, we expect the Steelers' defense to be a top five unit. We're hoping and thinking that the Steelers offense can be a top 15 unit, you know, so expectation wise, I think it's, it's a little different, but I do have some concerns with the secondary, but I think it's not anything that they can't work out throughout the course of the season. And I I think the biggest concern to me is you're asking, you're going to be asking a lot from Joey Porter Jr. I really think that they want him if not in the starting lineup as a rotational piece on the outside very quickly. And he has some things he needs to work on. I think his open field tackling needs some work. Um, I think finishing as a, in coverage needs some work. Uh, He he gets in position a lot, but I think anticipating ball placement and arrival is something that he needs to work on a little bit. He gets tends to get beat by receivers um, at the, point of the catch sometimes and so it's something that he needs to work on obviously he's made good plays as well i'm not trying to dog to just dog all over the guy he he's playing well he's improving mike tomlin said cornerback one of the toughest positions in the nfl to learn especially for a young guy because you have to be able to like we talked about a couple weeks ago um have the the forget forget and move on mindset that and that confidence builder. And so Joey Porter Jr. working through some of those rookie struggles in camp. This is a really good wide receiver unit. They're going to make a lot of secondaries look bad, I think, as far as making plays on the football and getting open. So tough to really tell. The front seven, though, is going to be fantastic. I am, Jeff, more excited about this inside linebacker group after having seen them in person than mm. I have been all offseason. And I think the addition of Quan Alexander and the rise of Mark Robinson, which will make a lot of fans very excited, uh, I think is going to play a huge piece in the Steelers and nobody's going to run on this football team. They're did going you, to did you see something though? Did you see something at camp when you were there that, that changed? Cause mm-hmm. you you've been saying, Hey, inside linebacker, this is yeah. granted pre Quan Alexander signing, but still, did you see something when you were in attendance? You're like, man, they are maybe faster they are deeper than I thought. I really like what yeah. I see from Cole Holcomb, Landon Ross. Like, what, what was it that you saw? 
they're monsters. They're they're just they're just mean dudes okay. <laughs> in the middle of the field. Um, Cole Holcomb is an absolute beast, and uh, I was one of the fans. Okay, on the hillside, waiting for these guys to come down. I admit it. I I'm a I'm a raging Steelers fan. All right, oh my so gosh. I wanted you to be were there. The, you were in the autograph line. I was oh. in the autograph zone. Yeah, I was. <laughs> like Full I grown said, man without yeah. kids asking for. Like autographs. I said, my my brother got a Minka Fitzpatrick autograph, which was I heard fantastic. That. Um, but you know, I, I was there, uh, and just seeing these guys up close, it's it's impressive. But I'll tell you what, backs on backers. I, I mentioned this on my Tuesday show. The the backers were destroying the backs, and it's not that the backs aren't good at what they do. Jalen Warren knows how to pop people, you know, and Najee Harris is good in pass pro. These guys aren't bad players. Um, the, the tight ends as well. It's just that these linebackers are ferocious. And I think that that's going to play into what the Steelers do on defense. They're going to shut you down and make you one dimensional. So you got to hope that secondary has what it takes. But I think between the pass rush and the ability of this team overall to just absolutely snuff out running games and and destroy first and second down for teams. I, I'm way more excited about that inside linebacker unit and what they're going to be asked to do. I think they're going to be exceptional at it this year. All right. Very good. It's, it's great insight for some of those air boots on the ground. Let's switch gears though. And let's shift it on down to the preseason game coming up tonight, yep. seven o'clock. Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're already down there. Let's talk about offense first. Give me some stuff that you're looking for. It could be individual players, could be just a specific part of the offense. I gave my keys to victory, and yes, that's what I call it for an exhibition game. It's still an offense and defense. I'm going to give you a chance. You don't have to do anything that's that crazy. What are you looking for on offense? I'll give you my top three for offense, all right, because sure. I've been thinking about this a lot. Uh, first, number one overall, I no three and out from the first team offense. Okay. You know what I mean? I want to see a little bit of – a progression down the field and see how they work first down, second down, third down, uh, and, and move down the field. So I know it's going to be super vanilla, but just getting, getting them the reps in in game against a team that's not their own, a defense that's not their own uh, is extremely important to me uh, for confidence sake, for experience sake. We forget sometimes how young the starting group is. I mean, most of the contributors are in their third year or less <laughs> uh, yeah. on this offense uh, outside of maybe the offensive line. And even still, you've got guys there that are going to have big roles on this team that are very young. They need reps, 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 get them as many reps as you can feasibly do so without risking injury. Uh, obviously there's that caveat, but I want to see six, seven, play drives at least from the starting offense to get in some sort of a rhythm and start to feel themselves out there a little bit. Number two, I need a big play from Calvin Austin. I, I just need one big play from Calvin Austin. I need to see him pop at some point and show that he's faster and more dynamic than the second and third stringers he's been going against, because that's the proof that, that I need specifically that he can do more for this offense. So that would be number two for me. And then number three, I want to see, how this offensive line meshes, especially Broderick Jones, um, how he plays football. And, you know, is the depth on this team, it, it looks good on paper. Is it good enough to get them through a season where they were very lucky last year as, in regards to offensive line injuries? You expect some regression to the mean in that point this year. What do they have behind the starting five that can keep the Steelers in contention throughout the season? 
I like this. Let's go to defense though. While you're at it, let's go. You're on a roll. Yeah, Keep going. absolutely. So uh, for the defensive side, number one, I want to see, it's kind of like we were, t- I was talking about with the offense. I want to see the depth of that defensive front. I want to see some of the young guys, DeMarvin Leal, uh, Keanu Benton start to dominate a little bit. Um, we've been hearing some good things about Isaiah Loudermilk uh, as well. I want to see him step up and play. Um, I would, as a Steelers fan, I want to see some of the guys they've invested draft capital in, step up above the Armand Watson, Braden Fehokos. Not that I don't root for those players and don't want them to impact this team, but I want to see what have we invested in through our draft capital here and, and through our scouting department that can help our team down the road and in the future. So uh, the defensive line depth, can they control the game? Um, I do want to see the, the young secondary, Joey Porter Jr. specifically. I want to see how he holds up. He's going to be asked to play on an island a lot, I think, in in preseason because, again, very lightweight as as far as schematics go. It's going to be very vanilla on offense and defense. So can he win his one-on-one matchups and make plays on the football? That's going to be huge. Um, Those are my big takeaways for the defense. It's that defensive front depth. Can they still be dominant enough against other second and third stringers where you feel good about those guys coming in? And then uh, – like I said, the secondary, give me a lot of, of uh, JPJ really wish Corey Trice was going to be able to play in this yeah. game. Uh, that's obviously more disappointing for him, but still disappointing for us and rooting for the guy. But um, let's, let's see some of these young guys on, on the back end of the defense, make some plays as well. Yeah. I kind of warned about this, <clears throat> excuse me, in the first half of the podcast and a lot of fans take the preseason and they get really angry. Like they, yeah. they're really frustrated and they're like, why in the heck are they not doing this? Why are they doing this? Blah, blah, blah. People need to remember how vanilla the schemes are. And like you just mentioned with Joey Porter, right? he's probably going to be on an Island. And let's also not forget, even if he's out there in the first quarter with some of the starters, these guys are all brand new to each other. And if they, if they follow my advice and don't play Minka Fitzpatrick, cause it's not worth it. You have, no really returning secondary outside of Levi Wallace back there. I'm not giving a, a an excuse, a pre-written excuse to the defense for sucking or giving up big plays. But at the same time, I think we all need to keep it in perspective and mm-hmm. say, okay, like let's let's not jump to some crazy conclusions after a one preseason game down in Tampa right. Bay. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I was I was just gonna mention too. My biggest takeaway from from preseason, other than like individual players popping, um, and that's what the team's looking for, is is those depth pieces because yeah. that's what you're seeing in in play here. Is how deep is this team? If you're winning preseason games, it probably means you're deeper than the squads you're facing overall. Not in every case, but uh, and also you got to take into account coaching as well and all of that and preparation, but. The depth is is kind of what you see. Don't don't get overreacting, Steeler Nation. To well, the starting defense couldn't keep Baker Mayfield out of the red zone or out of the end zone yeah. on the one drive he was in there. Uh, that's not what's important because again, the schematics are are nothing. And TJ Watt is not going to be going 110 like he does in a regular season game in this, you know. And uh, so dial back your expectations a little bit. But what you want to see is the second and third stringers being the depth pieces that they're supposed to be and being able to provide you solid snaps across the board. Enjoy the, the idea of what your depth looks like, I guess is what I would say is, is a good idea to focus on over preseason. 
Yeah, the hope is is that you're not going to see these guys in the regular season. That's the exactly. hope. If you're seeing yeah. these guys, <laughs> something went wrong. So enjoy watching like some of the future players. That's what I like to call them, uh, the players that are working their way through the system. So great stuff, Jeremy. Look, I know you got to get rolling. Uh, why don't you tell everyone what's coming up this upcoming week for you, both on the written side at SteelCurtainNetwork.com and FansFirstSports.com, as well as on the Steelers Fix. Yeah, I just wrapped up the fantasy football rankings. So I did uh, running or quarterback, running back, wide receiver, just finished up tight end. Uh, I'm going to write kind of a long article. It's probably going to be a little bit of, uh, of long verse, if you will. Um, and it's going to be titled the Steelers path to the Super Bowl. Cause yeah. I think there is a path to the Super Bowl for the Steelers in 2023. It, it's going to take some help outside. That's kind of what I'm going to focus on here. Uh, what the Steelers need to do and, and the kind of help that they'll need outside of the organization to reach the Super Bowl, but I think there's a pathway there. So I'm going to kind of outline that once you get to the podcast side, the topic we weren't able to get to this last week because Andrew and I couldn't work out our schedules. Um, we're going to hit uh, hot takes for the AFC North. And uh, we're each going to provide a hot take uh, for each team and discuss those through. And uh, we'll see if we agree or disagree on some, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Don't miss it on the Steelers fix. And uh, we'll have the Sunday night Q&A as well, working out the guest is all still on that side of things, but just uh, stay tuned. Very good. Good stuff, Jeremy, as always. Thank you for your time, man. Enjoy the game, even if you're listening to it, and we'll talk next week. Have a good one, Jeff. All right, see ya. I want a big thank you to Jeremy for taking the time, and I'm really looking forward to this upcoming season. I'm looking forward to Jeremy's work and everyone's work. I can't stress it enough. The Steel Curtain Network crew, you know, we're starting from scratch. I mean, we're, ta we're talking about a brand new website. Uh, and so when, when you're going from basically 100% organic, you know, production, you're not having the, the machine of Google that's picking up all your stuff. It's tough. And so these guys are, they're troopers. They've been sticking with it. I appreciate them. Every single one of them. It's going to be a good season. I have a good feeling about this from both the website, the podcast feed, and the Pittsburgh Steelers themselves. But let's finish this out like we always do every Friday with a heart to heart. So if you follow me on Twitter, and a lot of you that listen do, uh, I I've, this past week, I actually did part of my Wednesday show uh, live, I guess, on assignment, as Dave now calls it, so he doesn't say he's on vacation. Uh, my family and I, we kind of got away. Uh, we went to uh, a beach not too far from us, about three and a half hours away. We only spent a day or two there, and I got to be honest, it was great. It was re it was a it was a rejuvenating experience. We had a beautiful day at the beach. We took the kids to their first concert. It was a band that they absolutely love. Uh, if you've never heard of the Whelan Brothers, they're a Southern California. They're actual brothers. Uh, they don't come east very often, but they did, and they came close enough. We said, let's go. Let's take the kids. It was a great experience. Uh, really awesome to be able to experience that with them, their very first concert at a band that they absolutely love. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun, and it was a great for me to kind of get away as well. It was kind of uh, – I feel fresh now. I feel like, hey, the season's getting ready to start on Friday today. And yes, it's the preseason, but this is the this is when things really kick off. This is when they really ramp up because guess losers for me on a weekly basis. You're going to be hearing the Mike Tomlin press conference stuff. Like it, this is this is it now. Like we are back in the swing of things. We've all been waiting for this. I hope you're rejuvenated. I hope you're as excited as I am, and I hope that you're going to be with us, the Steel Curtain Network and Fans First Sports Network, every single step of the way. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, that does it for me. I will be back on Monday. We'll be diagnosing all of this stuff. Uh, with 
you know, that we're talking about I, the winners and losers actually could be a special podcast on Saturday. So be on the lookout for that. But we're going to be talking about the game, potential injuries, players that played well, players that didn't play well. We're going to have it all covered for you right here. So make sure you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, you know how we finished it out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great weekend. Go Steelers.